are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Canaan land is a promised land. It is a type of our inheritance in this life. Things that we can enter into on this earth, not when we get to heaven, but while we're here on this earth. So you see, God hath given unto us, as he gave to the children of Israel, he gave to us the promised land. And the promised land that he has given us is right here. It's in the promises of the word of God. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things. What is God's divine power? It's his word. Whereby, through the exceeding great and precious promises, he hath given unto us all things. See, it's through the promises of God. So God's word has spelled out what he has given to us, what belongs to us, what we can enter into in this life. And if we are to ever enter into it, we must believe it and act on it and possess the promised land, the things that God promised. But it won't happen just because it's in the Bible. We must possess it. Well, let's back up to the third chapter, Hebrews 3, verse 19. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. They knew what God said. They knew that God had said that it belongs to you, but they wouldn't mix any faith with what God said. Then we come into the fourth chapter. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. In other words, they wouldn't mix any faith with what God said. God said it was theirs, but they wouldn't mix faith with it. They mixed faith with the devil's words. The devil said, did you see how big those giants were? Why, you can't enter into that. Why, those giants are three times as tall as you are. I like what Caleb and Joshua said. Let us go in at once. We are well able. Now, what was the difference in the attitude of the ten spies and the two spies? The ten spies observed circumstances above the word of God. And they said, we be not able. They began to listen to the devil. They began to quote what the devil said. And faith cometh by hearing. Faith cometh by hearing. And they quoted the devil until they believed everything the devil said. But Joshua and Caleb said, we're well able. Let us go in at once. And all the doubters kept them out of the promised land for 40 years. They wandered in the wilderness for 40 years until all the doubters died. But I want you to know something. Joshua and Caleb held fast to their confession for 40 years. Now, brother, you talk about holding fast to a confession. 40 years. See, Caleb was 45 years old when he went out and spied out the land. And he saw the giants, the sons of Anak. Some of those people were... 14 foot tall. They had a bed that was 18 foot long. King Og, I believe it was, his bed was 18 feet long. Now you wouldn't call him shorty, would you? (laughs) And Caleb said, when they finally entered into the promised land, you see, after all the doubters died, Caleb said, give me the mountain with the giants on it. He's 85 years old. 
He said, I'll go in and take them out. And he did. Eighty-five years old. That shows you what the power of confession can do in 40 years. <laughs> he held fast to it. And some of you held fast to your confession for three days and didn't give it up. You really hung in there, didn't you? <laughs> Confessing God's Word or what God said builds spiritual power in your spirit. Words do several things. Words will transmit faith and words will transmit fear depending on what you're saying. It's a transmitter. It'll transmit faith. It'll transmit fear. If you're speaking faith, I can stand up here and speak faith about our economy and what I believe, and you'd go out of here feeling like, boy, things going to be better. If I get up here and tell you we're all going down the tube and nothing's going to work, you'll go out of here feeling like we're all going down the tube. You transmit a spirit. Paul said in 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, 13th verse, he said, We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, we believe and therefore speak. He said, I also believe and therefore speak. Now, he was quoting an Old Testament scripture. He was quoting David, where David said, I believe and speak. And Paul said, We also believe and therefore speak. See, whether you realize it or not, the things that you believe, you always speak. You always speak what you believe. And what you speak, you will believe stronger because faith comes by hearing now you may say some things that you really don't believe when you say it but if you say it long enough you'll go to believe in it psychologists will tell you if a man tells a lie long enough he'll go to believe in it well suppose we told the truth that we got to believe in it see i mean he'd tell it for the truth i mean he's told it so long he believes it really happened you could put him on a lie detector. What happened? It got into his spirit. His tongue deceived his heart. Now listen to something that James said in the first chapter, verse 26. He said, If any man seemeth to be religious, and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, that man's religion is in vain. In other words, your tongue can deceive the heart. What the Bible calls the heart or the spirit, see, into believing that what you said it's what you desire. Now, it's important that we understand that because we transmit to our spirit, to our heart, what we speak. Now, Paul put it this way in Romans, the 10th chapter. He said, The righteousness which is of faith says, The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. Notice it's first in your mouth, and then it gets in your heart. He says, That is the word of faith which we preach. In other words... He called the Word of God the Word of Faith. Now, the reason he calls it the Word of Faith because God's Word is filled with faith. Faith is a spiritual force. It is the divine energy of God. It is the divine energy that God has released in His Word. And it never loses its power. Just as strong as it was when He said it. Just as powerful as it was when he said it, it does not leak out with age. God's word is filled with faith. So right in that same chapter, the Apostle Paul goes on to say, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Now let's be careful that we don't take that and make the truth out of it, when it's just a truth. 
You see, if I were to say to you, now the only way that you could ever get any faith is by hearing the Word of God. Well, that'd be wrong. Because you could have faith in the weatherman by hearing what the weatherman said. You can gain faith in your automobile that if it starts every time, you know, you have faith that it'll start. Now, that's natural faith. But you see, faith comes by experience sometimes in some of these other things. But faith in God comes by hearing what God said. You understand what I'm saying and the difference there? So the 17th verse there is a truth and not the truth, whole truth, in other words. So then, faith in God comes by hearing the Word of God. The truth is that faith cometh by hearing. Whether you're hearing God or whether you're hearing the devil, faith cometh. It's getting quiet in here. I know you're thinking. You need to think about this. If faith comes by hearing and you continue to hear the devil, then faith cometh in the devil. Well, you're not going to be able to make your house payment this year. Look at the circumstances. The devil will always draw you to the circumstances. He'll never draw you back to the Word of God, to what it said. He'll draw you back to what he said. Well, I told you so. And the more you listen and quote the devil, the more faith you'll have in him to hinder you and keep you from what God has promised. So then, you see, if faith in God comes by hearing the word of God, the opposite end of that is that faith in the devil comes by hearing the words of the devil. And so many times, people, because they misunderstand, they say, well, now, Brother Caps, you're just trying to act like God. You're saying all the things that God said, and you're just trying to force God into something. You're just acting like God, saying what God said. I said, okay, let's analyze this a minute. If I'm acting like God, saying what God said about me, then who are you acting like when you say what the devil said about you? And it gets quiet. But you see that many Christians saying what the devil said about them. I'm amazed at the people that say to me, you know, the devil said to me, oh, the devil told me this. I said, well, rejoice. Well, why? Because the devil's a liar and he's the father of it. The devil is a liar. Then some of them will say, do you have a word from the Lord for me? Yes, I have a word from the Lord for you. Quit listening to the devil. <laughs> Let's say what God says. You see, words transmit. It'll transmit fear or it'll transmit faith. Now let's take this scripture here in Hebrews 11.1. 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. If faith then is the substance of things hoped for, that means the things I desire. Now the opposite of that is... That fear is an opposite force of faith. So if faith is a substance of things desired, fear then is a substance of things not desired. And the thing that you greatly fear will come upon you because fear is a spiritual force and it is a substance of things not desired. And Job proved that to be true. He said, the thing I've greatly feared has come upon me. The thing I was afraid of has come unto me. So resist fear like you would resist the devil. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. I trust you've been blessed by the broadcast. Now, our offer this week is book offer number 7502, 7502. It's called The Tongue, A Creative Force. 
193-page paperback for $8 plus $3 postage and handling that deals with the power of the spoken word and how it can change your life for the better or it can change your life for the worse, depending on how you use words. Now, this offer, again, is offer 7502, The Tongue Creative Force, and I know this book will be a blessing to you. The first chapter is entitled Words. God's word that is conceived in your heart, then formed by the tongue, spoken out of your own mouth, becomes a spiritual force, releasing the ability of God within you. Now, so many people don't understand that when you speak God's word after him, it has power in it. And you release the ability of God. You release the angels when you begin to proclaim what God said. I don't have time to preach it here. I'd like to. But these are some of the chapter titles. first chapter is entitled Words. It talks about how that we use words wrongly sometimes and get us in a heap of trouble. In other words, the laws that govern electricity. If you violate those laws, it may kill you. Now, it'll cook your food. It'll be a blessing to you if you deal with it properly. But if you violate the laws of electricity, it may kill you. And words spoken, if we just let our mouth talk all kinds of talk, it can do you in. That's offer number 7502. 193-page paperback for $8 plus $3 postage and handling. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. That's 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.